Any any thoughts on Pats at all starting out 0-2, first time since 2001? Not really. Yep, cool. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Minna Fandom. I'm recording this one live on the network, so there'll be a few people watching live. And as you heard there from the clip, I'm joined by someone who is ensconced in the producer race. He's doing very well. Coleman, welcome to Minna Fandom. I know you don't, haven't heard of the show before, but it's great to have you on. Oh, we lost him. Oh, he's muted. Oh, no, can't hear him now. What have you done? What have you done? Oh, my God. He's, he's fucked his sound up, so I can't hear him. He's on mute. He's picked, I still can't hear him. Um, wow. Still can't hear you. Nothing. Is this a bit? Are you, and that can now. Is this a bit? Okay. No, no, no. It's the AirPods. They got all misconnected. But uh, okay. happy to be here, man. Great to have you. Some people think I like I try and trip up the producers, and I think some people are going to think I turned out, turned off your sound there or not. But <laughs> no, I didn't do any that, of that. That was me. That was me. <laughs> um, no worries. And I, and I am not trying to trip up the producers. No, I cannot no be. Um, I cannot be. You know, mate. Like, it's not my fault if someone says something stupid, is it? <laughs> fair. Very fair. Yeah. You gotta let it run. Right. Now, um, so, so we'll start with taking care of business and getting this episode together. Um, sure. You know, you and I had a, a bit of a rocky sort of a little moment there. Yeah, um, yeah. So I invited you on Minifandom last week. You said yes. Then when I went mm. to organize it, you you palmed me off. And I, I've got to say, I take some responsibility. I got a bit fired me up. Me as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, and one of the reasons I got fired up was because, you know, the first producer of KMS, a fellow called Steve Robinson, was an yep. absolute snake, an asshole, and him and I had a very bad relationship. and And it started similar, you know. I was I was giving him tech advice, you know. I was sure. helping him with the show. I was giving him producer tips, and then he took all the advice and then just gave me the big finger at the end of it. Didn't even say thank you. So when you sort of palmed me off, I was like, "Oh, is this guy too good for me already?" Uh-huh. And yeah, no, yeah. I, first and foremost, uh, I didn't even realize that. I had forgotten we had that interaction. And then looking back, I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, he was right. Um, on top of that, uh, you caught me literally just walking through the door after my drive back. And I was, you know, had a couple other shows lined up and everything. And uh, at that point, I was just, you know, kind of beat, kind of really tired. And, uh, you know, maybe I didn't handle that the right way either. But apologies. Happy to be here. Uh, you know, really excited to uh, join you on this. I know it's a big thing for Minifans, too. So really happy to be here. Oh, you're so lovely. You are so lovely. And <laughs> and I really don't, and, and this is what people don't understand about me, Coleman, and sorry to make this all about me, but, um, you know, I don't want to hate the producer of the main show, Kirk, the Kirk Minahan show. Like, mm. you know, I didn't like hating Steve Robinson. I didn't like the fact that, you know, he was such an asshole and we had this relationship. And, you know, since Dave's taken over, despite his many, 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 many failings, um, him and I get on quite well. And, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, because I'm almost like um, – a shadow producer, whoever takes over, um, you know, mm-hmm. him and I have a good relationship because, you know, I give a lot of Kirk his best ideas. Um, that's just a fact. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, on my end, I, I don't really have as much experience with, uh, you know, Dave, Steve, I've been able to meet Dave uh, from when I've gone in and he's been nothing but helpful, seriously, like on my end in, in terms of figuring out the booth and everything, uh, nothing but helpful. So really don't have a bad thing to say about him. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, I'm just trying to uh, get invested in this world and, and kind of stay involved. And, and uh, I know it's a special place for a lot of people. And I, I understand that, you know, like I can't just be coming in here um, being balls to the wall and, and uh, 
you know, lie about what I am and what I'm about. I'm coming in and I want to understand it all and get it all and get caught up on this journey with all of you because it means a lot to a lot of people. So I, I take this this world and everything in it and Kirk um, with, you know, a high degree. So. Absolutely. I mean, just to give you an idea, for example, of my influence on the show, you know, mm. I, I sort of suggested to Kirk that a long time ago that they should bring Minna fans in once a week because they were getting, the, they were trying to get these random C-grade media people in who didn't sure. know the show. And, you know, Kirk took that advice and I think it's gone really well. And also, you know, going live on YouTube every day, I was in studio last year and I said to him, I want to see more live on YouTube stuff. And he took it. So, mm. um, yeah, so look, I'm hoping whoever gets the job, whether that's you, Montante, whoever it is, um, yeah, you know, there's a lot a of good relationship. Candidates. Yeah, and um, I think the Minna fans in the main show are very important. Um, so tell me, how's your re-listen going? You know, you good. Um, so obviously, I had that initial push, uh, 25 plus episodes, whatever it was, really just starting from as far back as the uh, Spotify feed had gone, which I believe was August 19th, 2019. Uh, so probably just a couple earlier ones in there, um, but really was just listening at like 1.5 speed, trying to get the main stuff down, trying to pick up on as much as I could. So I wasn't just going in, into uh, an actual show blind or anything. Since then, I believe I've listened to two. Now I've toned down the pace a little bit. Now I just kind of want to listen normally. Yep. Um, I can tell you right now. So I'm about a quarter, a little over a quarter of the way through uh I think it's Kirkman and is glad he didn't have a Twitter at 16. Um, and before that, I believe was the NBC uh, article written about Barstool. Um, and then just kind of everyone's thoughts about that and, and criticizing that. Um, so those were the the more recent ones. Oh, and the declares war on Minifans. That was crazy too. So uh, Kirk just lighting a fire under everyone. That was, yeah, that was that happens every, every couple of months. That's a regular. For sure. Okay. Yeah, it's you got it. You got to keep guys in order. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, have you got to the bit where Steve Robinson is suspended from the show yet? No. So I did listen through the death of Steve Robinson. That was one that Different kept coming one. up from uh, suggestions from everyone. So that was one that I did listen through. Um, you know, that's that was a tough spot to be in. You got to have that audio, you know. Mm, I think if you look in February 2020, you want to listen to when Steve was suspended. That was a pretty momentous okay. moment in cool. the show and we'll yeah. get through that situation a bit later i've got a few producer uh questions for you how you handle sure. certain situations yeah. um and, and so how do you think your you know application for the job is going uh well you know i i think that coming in it, it's a weird spot i am in because i'm the youngest i believe out of everyone but at the same time i do have a lot of this experience i have a lot of this even Barstool experience, podcast experience, uh, you know, technical experience. I think I'm trying to bring all of that into this role and really take it seriously. Um, in general, I, in terms of other candidates, anything there, like I haven't really concerned myself too much with the other candidates because to me, end of the day, there's one producer. I mean, I know they've mentioned maybe two or whatever, but there's one producer and really the end goal is to just make the best show possible, make the best show for Kirk. Um, and I really want to do that. Um, so in terms of my own, I, I mean, I've appreciated all the nice things people have said. Um, you know, I've seen some of the, the Snyder comments too. I like that too. I like mixing it up. That's fun. Um, but really I, I just, you know, go into every given show, you know, one show at a time, making sure we got everything like I do with anything, you know, it, it's just lock in and 
make sure we can have the best show possible. Um, so that's all I've really been concerned with. Hey, if I don't get this, you know, I can at least count on my back that I gave my all for two shows, however many I'm able to do um, and contributed to this world. So really that's all I've ever been concerned about. And how do you feel knowing that at the moment you seem to be the front runner? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's everyone's opinions and stuff. I, I know people have given, been giving out endorsements and everything. Uh, end of the day, the only endorsement that matters is Kirk. So as long as he's good with me on a, on a, on an episode that I've done so far, you know, that's all that really matters to me. Um, first place, last place. I, I really see no difference. I think there is a lot of talent uh, in the producer race right now. Um, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it isn't me. Seriously. I, I, Today, I listened to the Montante episode. I thought he was awesome on the show. Um, so, you know, it numbers are whatever to me. I really don't care. Okay. Um, if you go to Soco and you're there and, you know, you're I'm, all I'm planning on going, yeah. You know, how how disappointed would you be if he reads out another name? Hey, Josh is the producer of Will. Yeah, I, I mean – Obviously, it's not the ideal scenario to go down. It would be great if it's me. Put your fucking heart on the table, Jack. Tell me how much you want this job. Like I do. What- I, I really, I really want this. I, I do see, um, you know, throughout working through Barcelona and stuff, I've worked on a lot of different things, and sometimes it wasn't necessarily a right fit. Sometimes it's just stuff that you're thrown on and just you have to do. Um, getting more involved in this world and interacting. Uh, with the show and and working on the show, you know, I'm I feel uh, a connection to it. I don't know necessarily what that would be just yet, but I feel like I'm, you know, working in an area that is complementary to a lot of my skills and abilities. You know, whether that's uh, you know some of my journalistic background uh, at Boston College, you know, having to dig through stories and everything like that is something very true to me that I enjoy doing anyway. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think it is a really strong, really good fit. And, you know, I, I'm laid off right now. I don't have a job. Th- this would be ideal uh, to stay within this realm of Barcelona, to work for an amazing host like Kirk um, and, and really just kind of go balls to the wall with this and give you guys something that you can be proud of and continue to really enjoy. Um, do you think you're a fan if this sort of goes away will you keep listening yeah actually that was the main thing uh i didn't really know what to expect coming into it all i knew was that i wanted to be prepared uh for a show that i was going to be you know potentially um you know looking at as a job so after listening through uh I was sold. I mean, this is just quality. This is fun to listen to. This is good stuff. There's good characters. There's Kirk at the helm just leading this ship. It's entertaining, man. I'm locked in. I seriously, yes. If uh, if things don't go the way that I'd like them to, yeah, definitely continuing to listen. Um, you know, maybe that that might be tougher to do and as an everyday thing if I have to, you know, pick up a different job or something. But yeah, I'm gonna be locked in, still listening, man. This is great stuff. And and what about before you came and did these trials? I'm curious. Yeah. You know, what was your impression before you started? You know, when you're a bastard, what was your impression of Kirk and the show? And then how is that different once you've actually been in the world for a little while? Gotcha. Yeah. Um, it is tough because I think at Barstool, and I think this was hinted at in that episode with uh, Nate and and Pat when everyone was talking about perception of Kirk. That was kind of the perception that was given off around the office that you know Kirk was this scary guy, really tough to work for, and everything. And I'm sure that's true. I mean, he wants to have a great show, and 
the end all be all is is Kirk end of the day. So I understand that that could be a, a challenging environment. Um, but to me, I, I don't really like to judge people until I've been able to interact with them or have a one on one, whatever it really is. Um, having done the show now, I can tell that he's incredibly passionate about this. Um, this is something where, you know, it, it's not me out there trying to plug content or whatever, like, like I've been saying, I just want to give Kirk the best show possible. And um, I know something that's come up a lot is like, oh, will will Coleman be able to handle, you know, Kirk flipping the switch, whatever. Uh, you know, that's a that's a real possibility. I saw things like that with Dave at Barstool too, where Austin, really talented guy, really strong guy, um, who was in Dave's corner, you know, having to be under that fire. I've been on rundowns where, you know, you kind of are in that line of fire of Dave and everything. I'm not comparing Kirk and Dave. I think they do have their differences. Um but I, I think that in a role like that, as long as you're properly prepared, have thick skin, can let things bounce over you while also taking criticism and improving upon it, that, that's, a, that's a valiant thing to be able to do uh, to continue on to provide such a quality show. So, you know, I, I think that day will come. I, like, that's another thing. Like, I, I think I have this perception that um, since I've uh, been doing a good job to people um, that I you know, won't be ready uh, for that moment. Listen, I, I'm human. I, I guarantee there'll be something that I'll slip up, mess up. It happens. Uh, but the ability to get up from that and continue and improve upon it and not let it happen again, you know, the classic rundown example that we went through with me, you know, that didn't happen again. Um, so, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a fluid situation, but uh, you got to be able to adapt and you got to be able to just recognize that this is the Kirk Minahan show. OK, like if you're at fault, maybe it makes for a better show and maybe you can just, you know, take the punches as they come um, and, and ride with it so that you can provide the best show possible for Kirk and the fans. Mm, I mean, a few things there. I mean, with that um, about, you know, the blowtorch, one thing about Kirk is and I'm not criticizing here. It is a comment. He is a little bit inconsistent and the, the job mm -hmm. of the producer, I think, is to be steady. And I'll give you an yeah. example, you know, say with Montante, you know, okay. A few days ago, he's saying, criticizing him for going away and not doing enough stuff. And he seems sure. like he doesn't want the job. But then he comes in today and he's criticizing him for going on shows and trying to get back in the race. Yeah. So, you know, Definitely. you've really you've really got to be confident in yourself to Definitely. hang with Kirk and sort of have a sort of base level. So if he knocks you down one day, which is going to happen, might not be not saying it's unfair, but, you know, it might just be something that is that he's turned up the heat on one day, but then the next day he doesn't worry about. So for sure. Uh, I, I, that's anyone though. I mean, that's, that's life in general. Uh, I don't mm. necessarily know any given day, what he's going through, what I'm going through. It's fine. It's still a show end of the day. It needs to get done and it needs to collect views and everything. So, you know, I, you gotta, you gotta be able to let that bounce off of you. Um, and, you know, if it sucks, it sucks. I'm lower man on the totem pole. You, you said that you don't want a, a bad rapport with the producer. I think that naturally happens in general, not just with Kirk's show, but across all shows. The talent mm. is the talent. And naturally, there is going to be that back and forth. There is going to be that contradiction here and there. And, yeah, like fans are going to tend to side with the host. That happens. That's natural. And if anything, I appreciate that more because it's authentic. It's, it's not some made up. Uh, you know, mean girl mm. show for clips, let's say it, it's real life. <laughs> like that. Uh, like so, that. you know, I, I think it's, it's more authentic than a lot of other scenarios that I could be in. And genuinely, I think I appreciate that more. 
Just, you might be too smart for this job. Um, <laughs> don't. I'm telling you, this keeps happening. Like, don't hype that up. I guarantee. I'll have a moment where it happens. Guarantee, I'm an idiot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, it'll um, happen, man. It'll happen. So back to Barstool. So you said there was this impression of Kirk. You know, now that you've been in in KMS, do you think? You know, and I think it's changing. But do you think the a lot of the people's impression of Kirk? At Barstool is unfair that he gets sort of characterized over a few little things and people don't really listen to the show. They don't get the comedy element to it. Like a lot of it's a joke. Sure. Sure. Um, you know, not everyone can take a joke. That's, that's a fact. Um, I do think at Barstool as well, having been on a show like stool scenes, uh, we're always trying to not play up, but capture the characters of people that people um, attach with them online, you know? So if Frank the Tank is having a blowout, you know, we're getting that and putting that on camera. It's not the 24 uh, seven spectrum of the day that Frank is on where we're getting every single moment. No, like you want the freak out. So if Kirk is characterized by certain things, yeah, maybe that's what's accentuated uh, and what people see, but I, you know, it's not always the case that that's who they are 24 seven. Um, not that he's inauthentic, you know, I, I think Kirk is pretty much just been Kirk. Um, I don't really know what that means. I've heard a lot of people say that too, but I, I just think he's himself. He's, uh, you know, Pat, like I keep saying, passionate about what he does and, and very much the, the captain, captain of this ship, you know, mm. he can be an asshole, but he's not an asshole. And I think, you aren't know, we all though, you know, like, yeah, and I, but I think there's a few people at Barstool still that just think, oh, this guy's an asshole and he's a sexist pig uh, and all this I, stuff. Yeah, but maybe that's maybe that's just fear coming out, you know, not willing to take the time to interact. Or I've heard countless times where uh, Kirk has said that, you know, he's willing to, you know, do whatever if it if it means making a fool of himself or whatever. Like that's something reminiscent in Dave in Big Cat, like all these big names, like they will do whatever is needed to make content. Um, so maybe it's just you know a lack of willingness to open up or interact with him. And so they get pigeonholed. I, I think it's also tough being his own separate world and everything, which is, I think, a great thing to just kind of be in Boston, have your own thing. Um, it's tough when you're not in the day-to-day -day of New York office. I, I mean, people get close. People form almost like sheep opinions within groups of everything. Uh, you know, it's hard to keep track of who's friends with who, who's not. Uh, I think a common perception within Barstool is that we're all buddy-buddy 24-7. Uh, you know, that's not the case. People are, it, it's work. Like you have coworkers that you're friendly with, but don't necessarily know on a personal mm -hmm. level like that. So, you know, I, I don't, like I said, in terms of uh, me interacting, like I'm, I'm only going to base it off of what I know from firsthand experience and not listen to the rest of the people out there. Did you bang any of the girls at Barstool when you were there? <laughs> no, no, um, sir. No, no. Uh, what about um, OnlyFans? I know you're not into porn, but do you, you know, <laughs> log on to Kelly Keegs or any no, of the man, other no. Jordans? No, I, OnlyFans? So, so I was, I did help out Glenny. Shout out Glenny, man. I, I love Glenny Balls. Um, he, I helped out with his show a good amount. You banged uh, him? No, no. God, no, man. Uh, if you should be so lucky. But uh, no, uh, you know, he always had girls coming through and, and on the show and, I just found it really interesting. I thought that they were some of the um, people that had some of the more interesting stories out there, uh, just dealing with the industry at large and um, and how they're actually like pretty normal people. Um, you know, they they got a weird uh, sex thing going on, but our queens are queens. You know, they're just trying to live life and make a little cash on the side. <laughs> it's facts. <Fair> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so back to KMS. Um, yeah. 
what what do you what do you think makes a good KMS episode? Like, what is it your mm. role in that? Yeah, I, to me, I, I think it does come back with. Uh, there's a couple things, but off the top of my head, I'll go with topics first. I, I think the topics are pretty important. Um, you know, me learning this world, I've I've had a couple slip ups. Wrong there, first maybe. mistake, first mistake, first mistake, All right. first mistake. All right, what? first mistake. I'm, I'm just gonna jump. I'm gonna just jump in because uh, I think, and I think you've got good instincts. But one thing I think yeah. you um, need to work out is it's not about topics; it's about getting mm-hmm. a reaction out of Kirk. That's oh yeah that's yeah the no. The, the, what no, interests him? Was, yeah. Yes, that's where I was getting to a bit with topics, though. Like I I don't want to pigeonhole it into topics, but in the greater scheme of the show, if you can find something that then opens up the floor to reaction to conversation, I think that that is really valuable. So while it's not just necessarily the topic list, like a topic doesn't have to be some eye-catching headline story of the day, or Mm. obviously a, a sports topic of the day. But if there's a, you know, just something funny, just a little thing online that pops up that, um, drawing a blank he had a he was talking about i think it was today with um aj soprano being the same age as tony soprano like that's just a a little tweet but that opened up a greater conversation to be had so i agree with you yes i i think topics but through topics a greater way to expand the room to expand the conversation to get jokes off and and to let you know kirk kind of dominate um Mm. is definitely key for sure yeah I think, um, like, obviously the Patriots thing was a, a big mistake. Oh, yeah, um, that, that was a mess, yeah. Um, you know, learning as I go. Um, yeah. Obviously trying to trying to whittle down uh, stuff like that, slip-ups like that here and there. But, you know, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like, I'm, I'm new to this. I'm learning it. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get it down. That's partly why I am committed to going back through old episodes and everything. So I can get caught up with you guys and understand what makes a good show and and what um, what wouldn't fly? So yeah, uh, for sure. I, I think that's something that, as uh, you know, I go on. Hopefully, I, I think that's something that I can personally do on my own to uh, to better the the greater show and Kirk. Yeah, and it's about finding those things that really um, get Kirk going. And a lot a lot of um, yeah. you know he he like everybody he loves when people talk about him. You know, so um, you know if you can get stuff for people talking about him. He loves that and he loves to respond to it. Um, he's also, and he made this point today, and I think I think you get this, but he's not really like super into the Barstool world. Like he's, Yeah, I heard that today, yeah. Yeah. He, he likes to float in and out. For sure. Um, I don't think it needs to be, you know, every single topic that's popping up on the blog or that's included in Rundown or radio. Like, no, I get that already that – um, you don't want to be just listing off stuff like that. I think it's key when there is moments that Kirk is one directly involved in, like we saw with the Ryder cup um, or, you know, heavy hitters that in some way would relate to Kirk's show relate to, um, you know, grander journalistic pieces. So like uh, today with the Washington post and Dave, I think that that's a topic that, you know, Kirk would be able to play off of has had experience with similar things. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. It doesn't need to be Barstool 24 seven. And I, I get that. That may be a perception with me having been in Barstool is that I'd bring a lot of Barstool to it. No, like I know it's a completely separate thing within the greater world of it. Um, you know, you, you got to pick and choose. Be careful with it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, I agree with that. Um, 
what about your vision for the show? You know, what are some mm. of the things you'd like to improve or, um, you know, Kirk wants a go-getter. He wants someone out for there sure. who's going to push the show and, and not for sit sure. on his hands like Dave Cullinane. So what are some of the things um, you've got in your back pocket? Yeah, I mean, uh, so there's there's simpler things and then there's grander scheme things, right? So for me today, like I spent some time today just clipping up the show, uh, trying to help out Dave with that. And another thing I did on top of that was make like just vertical clips. And so vertical clips are big while they're, they, you've seen a couple maybe on um, the Instagram or whatever, like there's ways to do them that accentuate the greater show, play to Kirk's comedic timing, um, you know, play off the characters, build up the world around them. So like simple things is including tweets in them, including captions that accentuate certain points. Those are little things that not only play well with, I'm assuming the fans, but also the greater uh, world out there where there can be more exposure for Kirk to be able to grow the show a bit more. Um, you know, if it's just a topic talking about a viral issue, there's no reason that that can't also blow up on social media and expand the world and have people yeah. be like, oh, like, no mm. way, I should check this out, you know? I, th um, I think Kirk would absolutely pop on TikTok with because, you know, that's yeah. all about short, so, hot takes. 100%. And the thing with TikTok, though, is from what I've gathered of Kirk, I, I don't think he necessarily wants to be, you know, seeing his face doing a stupid trend or something. You know, there's trends at times that maybe would work, would fit. Um, you know, nothing where he's, you know, ripping the newest uh, dance craze, even though I do know he has his, his dance background. Um, Very good at it. <laughs> yeah. But um, in general, like, I think building up a TikTok through those clips on the daily basis that could get viral reactions could then maybe cause some leeway where, you know, maybe there is a trend that fits within the world of the show that makes sense. I also think that while it is Kirk first and Kirk centric, I think there's certain characters that maybe could play well on on TikTok, like a blind Mike. I think blind Mike could have, you know, a, a couple of videos here and there or a Justin. Uh, he did Mad the um, he, he did the the green screen uh, video mm. reaction to Mick and stuff like those exactly. are little things that you can add to a social profile to build it up more the greater world while still having Kirk at the center of it all. Yeah, I mean, the most consumption online at the moment, I have some background in this, is that, mm. um, you know, real format. You can post those vertical clips on Twitter. Like, it, it doesn't quite yes. look the same, but you can actually just be posting those on both all the platforms. Um, exactly, yeah. So I, I, that's, I think that's also the area of growth. I was just going to say that the vertical clips are, are what Barstool accentuates. So that's something we're coming from Barstool side. You can maybe open up more views to Kirk where if I were to send vertical clips to the social team, there's a greater chance of those getting posted on main page of Kirk getting greater Barstool exposure to then bring mm. in within the world. Um, so that's just something really little, really small that that could be an impactful fix along the way. Um, and I, I've done some tests on this and the greatest correlation of increasing listens and sorry, listeners, this is getting a bit tech, but we'll, we'll continue yeah. in a minute. The greater correlation for social and in, in, in increasing listeners is like TikTok. If you have yeah. good posts on there, for some reason that does translate into spikes in people going and subscribing to your show. I like that. So apart from vertical clips, what else? Yeah. I, I mean, there was, I didn't really get a chance to talk about it, um, but I know that, uh, some of the other candidates had um, talking about like the interns or whatever. 
Um, so for me, you get young I just, hot chick. No, sorry, that's we, do, it's we, we want we want the ugliest crumb bums out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we uh, <laughs> no, but coming from this past summer, uh, you know, this was my first year within Barstool where there was an intern class under me. I've already done that kind of collaboration and work and training up of interns. Um, there was a group of you production ones. Caroline, is it Caroline the no. singer? Did you give her one? Uh, no, we're good about... friend though. Good friend. Okay. Good friend. Caroline yeah. and I are chill. Um, but in general, no. Uh, I, I've done work with interns. I've showed them the ropes. I've I've helped them out on shoots and how to properly edit certain things. Uh, that's just something that I didn't really get a chance to talk about. But I think I'm more than capable of uh, you know commanding a group um, and keeping them in order as as well as trying to you know build them up for a greater role uh, within the world to help out. Um, another thing too, is, um, I've been trying to help out the, uh, Barstool BC guys. Like I'm in a group text with them, uh, trying to, you know, make sure that they have posts and, and doing things the right way. And if they fuck up, just coming down on them being like, we can't do that. This isn't acceptable, whatever. So I think if that were eventually to happen, um, with Kirk and everything here, I, you know, I'm, I'm more than capable of that too. So you can run a team. I like it. Yeah, for sure. Good. Um, all right. So now I want to put some situa some questions to you. Uh, sure. And this is sort of some past situations producers have been in and maybe they've failed at. Okay. okay. So current one, current one, you know, what would you set the pay-per-view price at Soco? Right. Um, well, again, I don't disagree with the 999 currently. Um, I think that as of right now, this is the first time that, a Kirk show is, is being able to do this. So yeah, maybe you do test it out a little lower. Maybe it is more loyal fans for this one right away. And maybe you do cut them a break on it. I'm, I'm not opposed to that. Um, I guess if I were to say, I mean, what's the point of picking numbers? Like maybe 1299 just to get a little more out of someone's pocket. Sure. But I, I think what's the, the point of picking numbers, that's how you set a price. That's how you set a price, yeah. Coleman. Well, I'm I'm just saying, like, what's two dollars more? I, I don't really see a difference there for a first time show where it's being tried out, where you want to see how many people. If, if fifty thousand people buy it and it's two dollars more, that's a hundred thousand more dollars. So there's a you know a reason for you sure pick the price for sure. But at the same time, I think with a, a first show like this, it's not a bad price to have it just set nine ninety nine oh. Saturday night. Um, you know, it, that's a great, just, uh, you know, if you're not doing anything or even if you are, please buy, 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 buy. Um, but even if you aren't like, that's, that's a good night in to be able to watch a, a cool Absolutely. live show, 10 bucks. I mean, there are, uh, uh, rentals on Amazon that are going for 15, 18 of some shitty I, movie, you know? Jack, so I'm saving $5,000 Aussie dollars, not having to fly over, get awesome. hotels, hire yeah. cars. I mean, ten dollars so is a bargain for me. That's what I'm saying. I, I have no issue with where it currently is. Um, I think see how this does, though. You know, see if there is that that demand, which I believe there will be. And if there is, maybe maybe you can push it a little more. Um, maybe there are ways to build up the show to maybe uh, increase pricing. I, I don't necessarily know what that would be right now, but um, I, I think for now it's a good bar to set it at to then assess later after the fact. Um, but for so now, you're sticking with 999. I'm cool with 999. Yeah. yeah, I think that's fair enough. I think, I think it's hard to go up, but mm -hmm. um, you know, I think you don't want to, you know, next year, if all of a sudden it's 15 bucks, people will be like, oh, well, last year it was 10 bucks. Um, sure. 
But I think if they've got a plan next year to go on the road and do this regularly, you want it at a price where people are like, I'm just going to do it every time. I'm just going to do it every time and not think about it. Yeah. And I think um, sort of between 10 and 15, no one would blink. Definitely. And I do think that it is something for fans to be like, to not just, um, you know, you guys have been hardcore and, and loyal to the show you know, maybe right off the bat, we're not jumping to uh, to a higher price or anything. You know, maybe that is a small means of, of giving back. I Do I think that it could uh, sell at a higher price and, and people would buy? Sure, because that's how passionate everyone is mm. about this show and about Kirk. Um, but in general, you know, let's, let's baseline test it for now and hope that, uh, you know, we get so many people buying in that, that $10 just becomes a, a, a really great uh price all around and that okay. barstool sees it you know barstool sees that a lot of people are buying it for that price and that there is this high demand i think that'd be really good for the show and for kirk okay do, do you know how many people listen to kms have you been privy to those numbers yet uh, so i'm not a hundred percent sure i know just from looking through the youtube um i see that it's it seems to be around like a thousand listening live um and then after the fact i've seen uh, like I know an episode with Dave hit like 35 K, which that happens with any given show. You're going to get a, a greater influx. Portnoy I see Dunn. it kind of consistently. Uh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Portnoy. Um, but I see it consistently around like 10, 11 K. It seems like on the YouTube, I'm not privy to the audio uh, numbers, so I'm not sure. I imagine it's more than that. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I think he has quite, I think he has a big audience that just listen because I think it, yeah. it, it, it sort of lends it. It lends itself to, I mean, it's a podcast. It lends itself to yeah. listening. But I, I think that, I don't think, because the YouTube thing came on late and it, you know, hasn't always been there, I think there's a much bigger audience that are on the podcast apps and, you know, listen sure. while they're working and stuff. Um, I, I reckon it's 100K an episode listens. Um, cool. You know, I've seen, if, if Jerry Callahan, I think, gets over, you know, I've heard he gets over 20K. I think Montante said it on a show then. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Uh, then... Kirk could have to be five X that because he's five times as talented. I, right, next, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Next question. All right. So when Dave Cullinane took over the show and this is where, mm -hmm. this is sort of our Benghazi for the Minna fans. Mm -hmm. um, so he took over the show and he did a first soccer show and he said to all the Minna fans, I'd love it if you could submit some great videos and we'll play them okay. in between skits and stuff and part of the show. Yeah. And sure. there are some very, very talented video editors in this community, one of which Warden of the North. There's a few others. Okay. And they put a lot of effort into making videos for that live show. Yeah. And then Dave Cullinane didn't incorporate any into the show, like he completely forgot about them. And then he remembered at the end. So as people are driving out, he just hit play and started playing the clips. Gotcha. And there was qu quite a few Minna fans that were – their nose was out of joint because they don't expect everything to be played that you submit. But it, for sure, if you're, but it takes if you're, time. Yeah, yeah. If you're asked to put in work and you do it, then um, you should make an effort to, especially play the really good ones when people are there. Um, yeah. So Cullinane took no responsibility for that. I guess how would you handle that whole situation? Going back to for sure. asking Minna fans for content and then deciding what to play and what not to play, and then you know diplomatically telling the people. Um, you're not going to use their content. You know, how would you handle this whole thing? Yeah. Because he yeah. disenfranchised some great Minna fans. 
For sure. I, I think first and foremost, before putting out an ask like that, I would like to run that by Kirk, because what if you do put that out and, you know, Kirk instantly just goes, I don't want any of these in. So then, you know, that's that's on you for asking, but at the same time trying to, uh, you know, not frustrate Kirk by having these random videos in. So I think that's the first thing. I think that certain things do need to run through him because this is his show, his world. After that, let's say that's all fine. People send in videos. Um, in regards to the show itself, I don't necessarily know in that scenario where would be best or something. Maybe you highlight the better ones. I definitely think watching through all of them is is a is a baseline that you got to do um, to be able to assess no what shit. would what would be good. Yeah, for sure. You know uh, that you know that's something that I would do as as someone who asked that of people. I'm a, I've had the experience in video editing. I know that one thirty second clip can take a long time to put together, and it's mm. a lot of work. So, Absolutely. Yeah. No, I, I, w I wouldn't just, uh, you know, put it by the wayside. I think at, at the end of the day, um, I wouldn't, I guess, playing it out at towards the end, if all else had failed throughout that entire thing, I guess you're getting some kind of FaceTime with it. Uh, but me, I think I would be like hand up, uh, didn't find a proper way to do this. Let's highlight some of these on on the social channel, maybe, and really like rank even uh, which videos it. did the best or anything like that. Uh, because it is a lot of hard work. I get that. Um, I, so I you'd own it. You'd own it. Time. Unlike Dave Cullinane, you wouldn't just um, tell – because he basically told the Minna fans to fuck off. Like he was just like well, – Yeah, I mean, I listen, I, I don't really – I can't speak for Dave and, and no, I'm talking what about you. What did. would you do? Yeah, I, I think with anything, there's a lot of stuff that I would own. Um, I think that having been in this world in, in terms of the Barstool world too, the greatest thing you have on your side is truth. And so being able to fall back <laughs> – funny enough, fall back on the sword – um, but by being true to yourself and, and having that as your central hook to anything, um, allows you to be authentic and yourself and admit when you're at fault and admit when you're wrong. Mm. Um, and that's really big. And, and it takes, it takes a strong man to be able to do that. Uh, but it, any other way I, I just personally couldn't live with doing, you know? Okay. I mean, that's a good answer because mistakes happen, but I feel that, you know, Cullinan really upset a lot of Minna fans and they've stopped submitting videos since then. Sure. And if, if, if he'd said at the, at the end of it, um, at the end of the show, look, I made a big mistake. I'm really sorry. You guys wasted a lot of time. And as you say, maybe, you know, put them on socials and the YouTube and really promoted them. Then maybe he could have, um, you know, made a few Minna fans feel a bit better. All right. Next situation. Yeah. Okay. So, Kirk gets you on the show, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. he, he gets you, he opens you up because, um, you know, Kirk's like a master, like, you know, he can make people unravel on air. And I like that. Yeah. Get them to, you know, reveal things yeah. um, that they, they're not expecting. So say, you know, you're on air and you say something about, say someone in your family, yeah. not you, but say someone in your family, you're one of your parents or one of your siblings or whatever. And, and you know, the sh you, you leave. And then you get a call from, say, your brother. I don't know if you – I'm just making – I don't know if you have any brothers. You get a call yep. from somebody and they're like, hey, I, I didn't really like you talking about that on air, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so firstly, okay, so you get that. So how do you handle it next time you go in the next show and Kirk, you know, brings it up again? What are you going to say? I, I think uh... – just based upon some of the episodes I've listened to, like obviously blind Mike had, you know, this thing with his mom and everything that's, uh, I thought was a pretty funny joke, but obviously early on, it seemed like he had some pushback with it. Um, I think if it's a gentle reminder, it's like, ah, oh, let's not go there, whatever. 
you know, I, I, first and foremost, you got to be accountable for what you say at all times. I mean, the mic is always hot, right? So mm. uh, you, you got to know that going in. And yes, Kirk is able to break down people. I think we saw that with, um, what was his name? Uh, was it Will with Lizzie where he went on the yes. whole tangent of everything? Yeah, that was that Kirk just broke that man down. Um, but I do think you got to be held accountable for what you say. That being said, um, this is something that actually Big Cat has always talked about where you or the person that is brought into this, they were never the one that um, wanted to be in this world, that, that advocated to be here. You were. So it's easier to have your own personal things uh, come at you because you are the one willingly entering into this arena. Of course. That being said, when you're doing that, you also are bringing in, you know, the, the greater scheme of people in your life. So I think it needs to be on you that you need to be um, more maybe reserved or careful in your wording with things and pay attention to the show itself. So, you know, you know, maybe not to say certain things um, and to leave people out of it. There's ways to go about this in, in a better <laughs> way, you know, like it, it is on you end of the day, though. What you say on record is held on record. Like, you know, yeah, don't say um, stupid shit. Yeah, Blind Mike and former producer Steve Robinson were very good at that. They used to lie and make up names and yeah, yeah, all yeah. sorts of stuff. Um, but, okay, so so he brings up something, you know, you get this phone call. Do you send Kirk a message? Look, hey, I don't really want to talk about, say, my brother again because, um, you know, that upset him. So can sure. we just leave that off? Would you send him that message? Um, I, I think I would first wait to see – uh, you know, that it could be something that just gets easily dropped. Like mm. I, I don't, if it's something that, yeah, maybe the person took it seriously on the side, you know, maybe you have a conversation with them, tell them the, the scenario of the show, uh, that there is some comedic humor to it. Uh, you deal with that with your own people first, you know? Um, I, I just don't really like the idea of bothering Kirk too much with what I would deem in important things. Um, so it depends if it's something that carries on, it's becoming a real issue, real problem. I think man to man, uh, I would maybe mention it, but nothing right off the bat, just like that. It, I, I think you got to roll with the punches a little bit sometimes and be held accountable for what you say. So, okay. So your brother in this situation, he's really upset. So he's really upset at what you said. And he says to you, I want you to take out that bit of audio from the show. I don't want that live. I don't think he has, I don't, I don't think he has any right to say that, to be honest, that it's Kirk's show. If he deems it to be included, it's included. I so mean, you say something about one of say your parents um, mm. and okay. In this, I'll, I'll take you, walk you through what happened. So Steve Robinson yeah. um, revealed on the show that he exposed his mother for having an affair and then his parents, oh, well, divorced, shit. right? Yeah. I mean, that's, um, that's a big issue, you know, like, and then he went in afterwards without telling Kirk and deleted that audio, right? I, and then went, and then it was only discovered a few months later, I had a hand in it, but it wasn't solely my good work, yeah. that that audio had been deleted and then Steve was suspended. So how are you going to handle that situation? Say one of your parents who bore you into this world, given you everything you live with, said, I do not want that live on the internet. You got to sort it out. What do you do? I, at the least, if if the intention, which I personally don't think I would do, would be to delete footage or audio. I mean, that's something that, uh, yeah, you run by Kirk more than anything, first and foremost. Um, would I get to that point? Would I do that? I, I just don't think I really would. And, and uh, you know, it, it's not my show to control like that. 
it's what, like I've been saying, what you say on camera, you're held accountable for. So, you know, it's on you end of the day. Um, to, uh, con, to con crack you. Well done. Well done. Uh, yeah, man. But that, but that was a genuine situation and you get there and that's uh, the February. Yeah, no, that, that happens, man. You know? Okay. So you're going to, okay. I like this. You're an open book. You're going to, you're going to take it on yeah. the chin. You're not going to interfere with content. Yeah. It has, it has got people in hot water in the past where they send Kirk a message. Hey man, can we keep this um, off the record or can we, you know, not make this part of the show? I will say though, from my understanding, if in behind the scenes you say to Kirk, Hey, look, you know, my parents don't want to be part of the show. Can we not bring them up again? He's actually pretty respectful of family and stuff. So yeah. I don't think that's a real issue, but the the issue is where you say something you're not expecting and then it's out there already. Yeah. I, I think the other thing too with that is like, okay, learn from that again. So if you do say my parents wouldn't like to be a part of the show, a part of the world, and then, you know, a couple episodes later, you bring up another thing. I don't think you get that second chance to want to delete something every mm. single time, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I think learn from it and uh, just be, you know, know what you're saying on mic. Like, it, it's it's hot, you know. Mm. I, I got to say, your Steve score is going up during this minute. Oh, thank you. It's the yeah. first person where the Steve score's gone up during a minute. Thank fandom. you. Um, couple more situations, I guess. Um, you know, salary you're after. Mm. What salary are you after? Yeah, I mean, I I don't think. Um, it's something I'd like to discuss on here. It seems like something that would have to be between me and Kirk or even yep. not even necessarily saying between me and Kirk on the side. Like it seems like in the past that was something discussed on the show. So that seems like a hot button issue that I'd want to, if anything, have be a part of the show to make for a better show, you know? Um, mm, I, so like it. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really discuss that here. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think around, 75 a year is a good um a good figure i think i think that's um all right uh next question um all right so you talked a bit about your intern and and staff strategy but you know you're still getting that dopey john rich involved or are you gonna sort of try and bring in some other people yeah i i mean that's always something that has been one of my stronger uh abilities is just kind of networking talking with people um you know if, if i feel like it's a right fit um, in the greater scheme of things, yeah, maybe, maybe we try it out. I do think John Rich does have a bit of a pull um, within Minifans. Obviously, he was kind of a, a leader in the in the race for a minute there. Um, you know, maybe there is some kind of segmentation or, or role uh, that he could, you know, benefit in. He has that whole uh, Barstool Investigates video series that goes on. I think that there's a way to maybe even do Barstool Investigates uh, KMS type things where, you know, it's smaller scale. Maybe it's even just blog form. Uh, you know, I don't mind picking up a camera either. I've done that. So I, I think that there's a way to incorporate people like that um, and further grow out the world without giving Kirk a headache. Um, just, you know, being able to have different vlogs, TikToks, whatever, to expand the world of Kirk without having to have him, you know, every day be locked in 24-7 on whatever else is going on. I want to let him be at ease with some of those things uh, to, uh, you know, add to everything. Good. Yeah. Because yeah, Kirk doesn't really know much about digital strategies or yeah, yeah. technical stuff. Like he needs sure. a producer to. It doesn't to have to, you know, that, that should him. be the producer's job. Um, yeah. Kirk just needs to show up and give the best show possible and, and uh, you know, do his thing. That's all that matters. Okay. Last, last situation. Um, sure. 
would you not post on Instagram or Facebook for six months? No, 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 no. (laughs) That can't happen. All right, we're going to get to listen to questions in a second. Uh, just want sure. to quickly get into the Minifan World stuff. Um, I just want to weigh in on this rule, four or five rules dispute. Oh yeah, the, yeah, okay. With the spirit, with the yep. the writer, the writer cup. Yep. Um, I'm a I'm a big cricket uh, fan here and oh, commentator, cool. and yeah. um, we have this thing in cricket where it's like the spirit of cricket. Like there are rules. But, mm. oh, you know, especially the English, those fucking stupid pricks. You know, they're like, oh, but that's not within the spirit of the game. My yeah. feeling is rules are fucking rules. If you're playing in a competition, it's really easy. Just play to the fucking rules and then you never get in a dispute whether it's four or five. So if you're fucking idiot Francis and you put the ball in the cup, I'm sorry, that's five. Like you can't say, oh, I can't, didn't know we were playing like this. Like where yeah. do you where do you draw the line then? Like where like oh if someone puts their putter down and they just touch the ball by accident, you go, Oh, that's not a shot. Have a mulligan. Yeah. You know, like where so I just think that whole thing was farcical. I thought Dave Portnoy came across like a fucking lunatic, like trying to rewrite the rules of golf. And he goes, Oh, we're not playing like that. So yeah. okay, so we're just well, playing any rules. Uh, so I will say I agree. I think rules are rules. I think you just got to play by them uh, regardless. But on top of that, I do think that it made for the better uh, content to have that back and forth. And I think Dave is is truly like really smart when it comes to making content moments that maybe he even saw that, oh, I can go against Kirk with something here. You know, maybe let's play this up and really do this four or five thing. And maybe that's just the stance that he decided to roll on for the betterment of that video, which you know, you see the views, it, it worked. Um, mm. So yeah, for me personally, though, I'm a rules or rules guy. Um, I was actually a little confused and all that. I'm not like the biggest golf guy. I'll watch some some golf here and there, um, but nothing crazy. I'm awful at it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that end of the day, everything Kirk had been saying made a lot of sense to me. And like you said, rules are rules. So I, I kind of sided with the five on that. Well, maybe Kirk could take you on a few rounds of golf and give oh, you a few pointers. <laughs> I'm telling you, he would get rid of me fast if he saw the way I not only held him up, but the way I played golf. It's brutal, man. I'm not good. Yeah. I knew Kirk was a pretty good golfer. I'd never really seen him play before. And I mean, those shots, Ice. the putt, the, the, <laughs> the putt was it on seven or eight to, to tie it, to keep it whole even. And then, um, you know, it was if you know if they lose, if he misses that part, they're probably gone there. But he sinks a twenty five foot part. And then, you know, the approach shot on the last. I mean, that was just there's nothing he can't do. And I, I sound like a bit of a yeah. suck pump here, but he, he, you know, he can he can podcast, he can sing, he can dance, he can act. He's a comedian. He's a goat, he can he's improvise. He's you know, a he's goat. a trivia. He's a trivia savant. You know, he's yeah. he plays. I don't know what his golf handicap is, but it's not far above six or something. Like he's got it all. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't even necessarily like, while it was a great uh, golf play, I guess you would say um, to me, that was just more of a a mental game that he was just Mm. locked in like that. You see that with some of the greatest athletes out there who can just, I'm a basketball fan. So you think of like Damian Lillard who game time, he knew what was up. He knew what he had to do, drills it and moves on. I mean, that's what Kirk did there. And it was mm. ice cold, man. Uh, that was Mamba mentality. I loved it. 
there's a real testament to his ability that he got better when the, the pressure was on him. And I was watching Aaron yeah. Foster thinking this guy, and I don't know his career at all. I just knew he was a former uh, pro footballer. So yep. I was thinking he looked pretty good in the beginning. And I was like, oh, yeah, I think, you know, he's he's obviously got that pro sports ability to focus and execute. But actually, in those last few holes, when Kirk really went fucking ballistic, it threw Foster off his game. I mean, Ellis yeah. disappeared. I mean, that was embarrassing. I, I could You could play better than Ellis on that. But Oh, I don't know um, about that. I, I think he might be better than me too. Yeah, but that was fantastic, the Ryder Cup. I don't know how much of the other matches I'll be watching. I think I'll just be watching mm. Kirk's, but, boy, that was good. Um, another bit of um, – Minifan content this week sure. was the the Minifan show re-released an episode after yes. two or three years. Now, my my question for you is a bit about instincts. You know, I don't understand. You go in there on Monday, you, you clip up, what, 20 clips of the Minifan show. Yeah. Wouldn't you have clipped, like Montante said, 15 stupid things on Minifandom. Did you not think to clip up any of those? So I actually hadn't gotten to – I had listened to – uh I believe it was Minifandom. I'm not exactly sure. I was listening to when you had call-ins. Um, oh, yeah, my, Men is that. Live. Men is Live. Okay. So I listened to that. I listened through um, the – Are you? is it Are You Stupid? The the one guy with the curly hair? Oh, yep, yep, yep. Mike and the Minifans, yep. So so I listened to the, you make the me his for a bit and Ron, who came in. Yep. Um, so I listened to that a little bit. I didn't really get to Montante's. I was listening to other stuff, and I had listened through uh, the Minifan show that came out. Um, so what was your question there? In My question was, why didn't you clip anything up about Minifandom about Montante? Oh, I mean, surely, yeah, the instincts, I... surely the instincts are better there to find stuff that is going to bury your opponents. Than... Yeah, but that's the thing that that's the thing that I got to that I was saying okay, earlier. I, I really just hadn't concerned myself too much with my opponents. I'd rather just bring the better show itself. And to me, uh, a, 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 a Minifan show that hadn't been uh on for three years or whatever seemed like the better story at the time um so that's why i put so that's why i put more emphasis there in in the work behind it um and again even with that i didn't end up playing any of the drops yeah it it didn't to be honest it didn't really seem too much like kirk really wanted to dive into that too much um i could kind of read him a bit that maybe he just wanted to move past it and, and kind of yeah talk about it address it uh, but nothing too in-depth there. So I thought, all right, let's just carry on, move along, get to something else. Um, but, yeah, in regards to Minifandom, I just hadn't got there because I thought mm. that that was something uh, well, more important to me well, at I think, that time. I think then if I'm going to give you a bit of advice, your instincts need to focus on things that are going to cause trouble. Like mm. You need to be thinking about what is going to antagonize the situation. Sure. Um, um, with the Minifan show, um, I really like MHB and he's going to come on Minifan. I, I, I don't mind cool. DEC. Um, yeah. It was a terrible show, though. I mean, because I hadn't listened to the show. MHB started telling bad stories. The, you know, the joke that they'd been doing it for two years wasn't funny. Um, mm. But uh, I like MHB. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought DEC story, was good. Uh, so, one of the parts that I did actually someone enjoy was that story he told about the sleepover um, and that wild family or whatever I, I thought that was that was something that was comparatively to everything else that had been going on in that yeah. show actually made me perk up a little bit i was like oh what's this? this is something weird and kind of interesting the rest where it was this weird back and forth where they were saying that they did listen but they didn't and that they had been recording it. i was getting lost and all that i was like this is uh you know nothing too great or anything but uh yeah i i just thought um that story right. was just 
popped, yeah, popped yeah. off to me a little bit more than anything else. But again, nothing yeah. crazy there, you know? MHB is a nice guy, and he, tell, he tells all the right stories. All right, now listen to yeah. questions, most popular segment of the cool. show. All right, there's, yeah, yeah. most of these are for you. So this is from Carlos. Coleman, have you apologized to King Manners? I thought I did at the beginning of the show. If not, yeah. Yeah, you apologies, did. You did. sir. Uh, you did. This is not a lot. These questions aren't live. You did. Um, cool. Dash, so this is on one of your opponents, John from Scranton. Now, he's asked okay. for your cock size or your wrench size, as he puts it. And I just don't, I don't know if you know the history of this, but one of the f- candidates for the job, Tommy Quinlan, who's dropped out, he, he proudly said he has an eight and a half inch yeah. wrench. Um, God bless them. <laughs> yes. So are you over or under that eight, eight and a half? Oh man. <laughs> Listen, uh, uh, I, I can't be Quinlan, man. Can't be him in, in that regard. So it's I under, guess. under oh. eight and a half. I don't know. That's I guess you got to find seven out. Or eight <laughs> I got to, I don't want to find out. I don't know, man. And you are getting like so really embarrassed about this. Sounds you like so you want to find out. <laughs> no, okay, gentlemen, okay. gentlemen doesn't tell. Gentlemen doesn't tell. Right, bad answer, but I'm going to go <laughs> tiny, tiny penis. Um, all, all right. right. <laughs> uh, Boris Hasselhoff. Um, okay. Oh, this is a good one. Coleman, when you get the job, how fast are you tossing men as off the network? So I don't know if you know this, but there's two mm. YouTube channels. It's Kirk Minahan main one, and then there's Kirk Minahan network, which yeah, I run. network. Yeah. That's where I've been coming to for this other yeah. type of so stuff. I know Quantum I'm, I'm, on I'm the CEO of the network. I, gotcha. I run it. But that is because, you know, Dave hasn't shown any interest. You know, if you took the job, would you toss me off and take it over? I, I don't think necessarily. I think today's gone pretty well. I, I don't see a, a reason to. I know that you're putting in all this additional work to, um, you know, get an extra show out that that connects the world at a greater extent. I, I don't think immediately that's at the front of my mind. Um, like I, I see, I see no, re- you've given me no reason to, so why oh, would nice. I, I don't know. That's just a, you know, good, good. Answer. Whatever. It could come. Maybe we'll work closely together. If you get the job, we'll work closely together and, um, build a bridge. Yeah. We'll see. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't, it's just like at the forefront of my, my mind currently is like Kirk show, Kirk show, Kirk show. So it's yeah. like, let me, let me work with that. Let me get into this. Let me you know, really try and make that the best it can be. And like, yes, the tertiary stuff, I, I would, you know, like to have a hand in, in some regard, but, uh, um, you know, that, that is a tough position for me to just come in and cut someone when I haven't been a part of this world, like that's fucked up. So I like it. Um, yeah. okay. This is from sneakers. If Luke gets the job, will you continue the tradition and turn your back on the Minna fans? Like all past producers have. No, no. I so I get that there's you know there's a there's a spectrum of Mina fans. Like there's the consistent guys that are pretty just authentic who they are. There's the guys that do the bits and everything. There's the guys that can just be jerks or whatever. That's that's any passionate fan base. Okay, like it, there should be a bit of back and forth. There should kind of be this um, you know degree of separation where maybe you know we aren't always uh you know hyping each other up and there is a headbutting or something okay like that happens that's real life um to turn my back completely i don't think so you guys are the fans of the show you're the people that you know kirk is 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 releasing this too that is is selling pay-per-views too that is releasing merch too like i'd be stupid to just cut out a fan base like that I, i don't think i would do that great answer yeah melissa gorman Will Coleman be joining Julie's family chat? <laughs> I don't believe so. Okay. 
Uh, have you spoken to Julie or heard of her? No, or? no. Uh, I so I don't think unless I had missed it, I I didn't hear her on the actual show. Um, I had no, heard it's about. It's only been on a couple of times, and it was okay. Very I, I heard the episode with uh, with live events leash. I thought that was a great nickname, having known Lisa from Barstool. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had known about her in the grander scheme of the uh, the search for that role, um, and I knew about you know, Dave being in the group chat or whatever with the family, but no, I, as of right now, no plans to, to be in the family chat. She's a bit of a, um, she's a bit of a zero. She's also Montante's side piece. So anyway, we won't go there. Hey, I, um, next... I mean, zero, zero isn't necessarily a bad thing with that role. If you're looking for content from it, mm. like, I think we just need someone that needs to be able to do the job. It doesn't matter how they come across. Like, I, I think if they can deliver and, and really carry out a good show or, or you know, deliver on everything that they're saying. That's what matters there. That's that's the whole point of the yeah, get dotting eyes, crossing T's. Get it done. Yeah, who cares? Yeah. I mean, you you know about what happened at soccer with the twenty nine thousand dollar catering, don't you? I had heard bits and pieces of it. I knew that there was something with the alcohol sales too um, that had been going on. But well, yeah, what happened uh, with soccer? And this is two years ago now, two summers ago, I think. Um, okay, basically. Uh, they had a caterer when they were in Madawaska, Northern Maine. Right. I listened to that and, first live show there. Yeah. yeah. And and then, then for some reason, and I, I can't remember if it was Justin or, or Steve Robinson, because this was when he was sort of in that transition period, they, they right. inquired with this caterer um, whether they could do the job in soccer, which is in Maine, but a long way away. Yes. A long way yeah. away. Um, and then I think, um, you know, they basically sent a message to Cullinane saying, you know, basically this is going to cost a lot. Um, you know, we have to travel, you know, all this stuff. And yeah. he was just like, lock. Yeah. Cullinane just replied lock. And then, you know, Kirk gets this, you yeah, know, that's right. Kirk wanted them to sell the stuff. Not, he didn't want to pay for it. He wanted a caterer to come like a food truck and you just go and buy your stuff. Right. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. Nice and, and easy. And, Actually, they sent a message to Carl and they were like, so Barstool's paying for all of this. And he went, yes. And then at the end of the show, so the show's going on and all this free food's been given out. And it's a bit weird. A few comments were made. I wasn't there. I'm just secondhand saying this. Yeah, and, yeah. Then, and then, it, you know, no one really knew what was going on. And then, you know, a couple of days later, he gets a bill for 30 odd thousand dollars for catering. Um, completely, un, you know, wow. And so they managed to bargain it down to $29,000 and then had gotcha. to do another show to make up that loss. Right. You know, $30,000 30, coming out. Yeah, of no, that, revenue that makes basically. a lot more sense now. Yeah. So, so that's why you're right. Julie, whoever does a job needs to be on top of that shit. Yeah, for sure. I, I think it is helpful having that role, of course, but I think as producer too, like you need to be tapped in with all that. Like it isn't like Julie just comes on and then I don't interact. Like if there's a big show coming up, like, yeah, I'd expect to be meeting with her, talking with her. I think that is a benefit to having some of that Barstool background too, is maybe I can reach out to people from HQ to figure out some of those things and get an actual valid response uh, because I, I still have connects there and everything. So I, I do think that that is, you know, something you should have uh, your eyes on regardless, you know. Um, all right, last couple of questions. A um, couple sure. of Michigan Man and Patrick Floyd have both asked you why you agreed to come on this show. Mm. Why? Yeah, I, I mean, first and foremost, like I actually, this was part of the reason with kind of uh, holding back a minute when you had asked, I, I just really don't feel the need to put myself on camera all that much. 
Uh, that's just something instilled at Barstool. Like you more so learn your moments when they come and, and kind of not capitalize, but, you know, give what's necessary in the moment um, to just kind of go above and beyond to be putting yourself out there. Like, I, I don't feel comfortable with that when it's, you know, it's Kirk's show. It's the Kirk Minahan show. It's all him. Um, me coming on here now, though, I, I do think that that is, you know, other candidates have done it. I think that maybe people don't know me uh, as well just from outside of the show. Like you just see what I've said on there and everything. So I think it is important on the fan side to be able to understand me maybe a little more, get to know me a little more um, because there is that whole relationship. So, uh, yeah, as of right now, I, I did it because I, I think it's necessary. I thought it was you know good to show face a little bit now and show that I'm still connected within the world while I'm back home in Jersey and not on the day-to-day -day involved with, um, you know, Kirk shows being produced. So that, that's about it for now. You know, I, I really just, <laughs> I don't oh, really you. want to be a, a, a content face like that uh, currently, you know, when it happens on the show, it happens. If there's things that come up, it happens, but you know, it's Kirk's show. I, I'm not, I'm just here to guide, you know, help, you know, make everything as best as it can be. Absolutely. And, and this show is for the fans. I mean, the network yeah. is for the fans. I mean, you know, you could say if, if maybe uh, maybe more than a couple of years ago when I was doing content around the KMS show, there was a bit of hand-waving going on. Like, you could make sure. that claim about me. But, sure. you know, this the, this content I make now is exactly what you said, for fans to get to know people. This is a loyal audience that loves you know, getting to know their characters, getting behind the scenes. So, yeah, uh, and, I'm and glad you came on, put it that way. No, seriously, that that's amazing and and that is something valuable. Um, but again, I, I think it just all comes back to end of the day, Kirk show, Kirk Minahan show. I need to be there mm. for him first and foremost. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean just throwing myself out there as a, as a piece of content. So that's all. Yes. I mean, I think Kirk is the greatest broadcaster in American history. Yeah. I mean, he's awesome. Yeah. Just from I mean, what I, I've experienced. I, I, I can't, I, I, maybe there's people equally as great as him, but I can't, find anyone in recorded history better yeah i i seriously wish fact. i had even I, I wish i had even found him sooner um mm. because i had been involved and in, and listened to this barstool world i was someone that at 16 was listening to part of my take and got so sick and tired of all the espn talking heads that i was drawn to big cat i thought he was just this role model of you know, going into a show and, and creating an environment where you could get the best answers out of people and not just, oh, talk about the score, the game, whatever. So being able to see Kirk from another standpoint of this, where he's more of the journalistic side and, and true uh, finding the truth and, and all these things that you hear preached about in journalism classes that are then not even talked about in actual media. I mean, this, it's so refreshing. So really, I, I wish I was a part of it all sooner. Super smart. He sucked me in from the other side of the world. All right. Um, last couple <laughs> of questions. He did. I was. Uh, all right. Um, questions from the YouTube chat. Men is legit said he told Steve everything how to produce and made Steve what he was. That is true. Uh, next question. Suburban tug time. His religious manners. So, J Jack, are you a man of faith? Yeah. I mean, am I going to church every Sunday? No, but I've also spent my entire life in Catholic school, which I know to some people sounds like I was a, uh, I forget the John Mulaney joke, but he says when he was a altar server, it's, it's like you're a, a French maid in, in the 1800s or something. Uh, no, you know, I, my entire life, my entire school career was yeah, faith-based. You know, I went to Catholic school. I went to Catholic high school. 
Uh, I went to Boston College, which has a Jesuit tradition similar. I believe Kirk is Fordham, if I'm not wrong. Um, so that's Jesuit. Is he not? Fordham? Sorry, where he went yeah. to college? Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I thought he mentioned that the other day, but similar tradition there or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's a part of life. I choose to, you know, be on that side of the glass with everything. I know Kirk isn't. That's fine. You know, everyone's got their thing. He I'm, fucking I'm just okay. hates the Catholic Church. I mean, yeah, I, hey, one of the things right, he hates the most. So sometimes, you know, like the whole spotlight thing it shown was a brutal, brutal light on it all. around the that, fucking world. Yeah, for sure. It's the biggest so, criminal institution in the world. Yeah, I mean, it all goes back to uh, indulgences back in the day. I mean, look at that. that what a crime that was. And, and I think a lot of the messaging is lost. So that's why I'm not, you know, always going to church or really finding validation in doing that. I think that some of the messaging I relate to in the actual, you know, writing. Some of the I, community stuff and the moral Sure, stuff. sure. Yeah. I, I think some of that is good. But, you know, to say I'm this, you know, holy religious man of God, like, no, I, I got my moments. But otherwise, you know, it's just, uh, you know what I choose to believe in, what I choose to aspire in, whatever. Jack, Jack, admitted Catholic. Um, <laughs> and you and you weren't molested or fiddled with? No, surprisingly, or... I made it out, made it out. <laughs> okay. Um, last couple of questions. Hunter Fletch, he's got two here. Can you commit to two years with Kirk? And if you were offered a job at Barstool Chicago, would you turn it down? No. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. so the Barstool Chicago thing, I mean – they're not giving me the chance now. Why, why the hell would I leave Kirk when he's just given me this incredible opportunity? I'm seriously, seriously so thankful for. Um, so no, that, that is in, in the realm of possibility. And the two years thing, I mean, Kirk signed a four-year deal. So in my eyes, even if it does end up being this two-year thing that keeps happening with producers, I'm looking at four because that is the grander scheme of this four. very crucial, crucial part to Kirk's career, right? So mm -hmm. It, this is, uh, you know, when you're locked in like that at a spot, you're thinking long term while also maintaining the, the short term things. Uh, so, yeah, no, Barstool, Chicago. Listen, I had my day in, in Barstool, New York, and, and was able to do a lot of those great things. Um, this is a new challenge for me, and I like that challenge. I invite that challenge. I think it's exciting. Okay. Good. Um, and what, so you said to me before you listened to the death of Steve Robinson, that, that yeah. episode. So if you were Steve in that situation and you just get mm. killed for a couple of hours, yeah. could you take yeah. that? Yes. Yes. Um, I, I So the one thing I will say that I did like that Steve did in that episode was initially when it started out, he tried mentioning uh, however many clips he did get from the Periscope. He was like, oh, yeah, like I had a couple from the cops, whatever. But once the, st the callers started calling in, he made a switch where he just said, he didn't have it completely. And that was crucial because that makes for the better show. That makes for better callers. Mm. Uh, so, and, and it shortens down his having to explain to people on air that he just didn't have it, which end of the day, he really didn't. So uh, to his credit, I thought that that was one area, one decision there that was actually greater for the benefit of the show. Yeah. And yeah, I can, I can take a beating. Come on. Good. Last question. Yeah. Hunter Fletch, what's one thing you'd like to change about KMS? Good one to answer. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a tough question because I think any type of change has to come through Kirk. Like I said, there's those little things, those technical things that you can do. Uh, so I, I do think having a greater Can you just presence... clean the fucking studio? Can you make that <laughs> studio actually nice? I mean, yeah, is... I, I thought about that a little bit. I, I also is... didn't know if that was awful. something Kirk liked. 
<laughs> you no, know, like just I didn't, fucking I didn't know just, like, and they're all lazy. No, like get a vacuum, get somebody to clean it, turn that room into a, a nice setting for recording. Mm. I mean, if you move the cameras one side or the other, it's like paints peeling off. There's like yeah, yeah, cockroach yeah. trays. There's like, yeah. you know, dead bodies. I mean. Yeah. So I, I think that's something uh, that for sure. I, I mean, if that's okay with Kurt, new chairs. They maybe need we can new address mic all stands. that. They need new mic stands that make it easy for the people to actually sure. talk. I, I think that's something that also has to be factored into, you know, budget too and and how much um like I, I think tech guy She's Andrew in, Kirk's in daddy's New York. Money. <laughs> well, tech guy, tech guy Andrew in New York at Barstool, he does a lot of these uh studio creations and stuff and helps with the implementation. So he's a guy that I would probably reach out to and kind of see how maybe we can uh, accentuate certain things. I'm build it out. Um, I really, to be honest, didn't know how much of that was what uh, the show was based around, what Kirk liked about it. Like, I just didn't want to interfere too much with anything like that. But yeah, I mean, for sure, if we can make it a cleaner looking studio, why not? I, I think it's a, a better setting and, and you know, makes for better video content if you have a better mm. visual setting yeah, to it. Better know? lights, better background. Sure. And I'm I'm surprised at how little has been done to that studio since Cullinane's been there. I think, I think actually, it's uh, what? I'm losing, I'm losing power. So I'm going to bring you over here. All right. All right. We're Not almost necessarily done. done. We're almost yeah. Done. I'm just going to plug in over here. All right. Um, okay. So uh, well, last thing, uh, Jack, we, we, sure. we wrap, we wrap this up um, with a, a little segment. Now a, a Minifan called red actually passed away a couple of years ago. he, he he died of becoming a giant pussy. So um, we lost um, actually the former co-host to this show. But I've dedicated a segment to him about you know what is Red watching up in heaven, and mm. you know it's a pop culture segment. So I'm going to give you my recce for the week. I've only been really watching one thing, and that's the new Star Wars series, Ahsoka. Yeah, if you're Ahsoka's a Star Wars fan, this is peak Star Wars. One of the best things I've ever seen. Um, so my recce for the week is Ahsoka. Um, I'm hoping to get to the movies this weekend and seeing A Haunting in Venice, which Jeff Delo mm. gave a, a pretty lukewarm review, better than the other Herquil Praro films. But, you know, what's, what are you into, Jack? What yeah, so I, I've been trying to keep up with Ahsoka too. Um, I didn't see the most recent one. I saw episode five, yeah. um, which having been someone who watched Rebels in the past, I mean, this is just Dave Filoni, just chef's kiss uh, to the entire Star Wars universe with this show. Uh, really, really great stuff there. Um, recently, what have I, I, I recently watched Eastbound and Down for the first time uh, in terms okay. of TV shows. Thought that was pretty funny. McBride's a great character. Uh, I know the um, the Russian pitcher. He's a friend of mine. Oh, cool. Um, the uh, movie-wise, so I watched Hacksaw Ridge for the first time last night. Really enjoyed that. Uh, Borderline, I think, gave it a nine. Um, liked that a lot. I that also watched the... Uh, the new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. I thought the animation Thoughts? style was pretty good. Um, I thought some of the, uh, the the musical tie-ins were great. Like I'm a rap fan, so like hearing Wu Tang, MF Doom, I thought that was really cool. Um, what else did I watch? I watched something. Else. Oh, uh, Theater Camp on Hulu. If you like Wet Hot American Summer, um, very similar vibe to that with more emphasis on like the theater side of it, I guess. Um, that wasn't too bad of a watch. I'm trying to think of what else TV wise. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've I've been watching. Well, that's good. Time. That's a good. That's Sorry. a good. Yeah, um, yeah it's been active. Yeah, I read well, too. I'm reading uh Lincoln Highway right now. It's a decent book. Um, 
and uh, the second Game of Thrones book. I'm trying to read through all those because I know it branches off at, at one point. But yeah. Well, great list of recommendations there. Sure. Well, Jack, thanks for joining me on Minna Fandom. It's been great yeah, to no get problem, to know man. you. You're an unflappable character. I think you're <laughs> steady. Um, and I think uh, you're you're in this race. Sure. Um, I appreciate uh, it, man. It's hard to really get any gauge on the way Kirk is thinking. He's He's been pretty clever in keeping his cards close to his chest. Um, I, I guess, do you have this, I guess, fear that, you know, because you're the outsider that, you're at a slight disadvantage, like, a, you know, despite Augustus and Montante's flaws and even Mix, they are ensconced in the Minifan world. Sure, sure. Um, I, I do think there is some advantage to having a little bit of that separation. Um, like we see, like genuinely enjoyed Montante today, but that was brought up a little bit that, you know, maybe he interacts with Minifans too much or something. Um, I don't, I wouldn't say fear that I'm on the outside. I think it's more so that I can understand why Kirk would go a different direction. I think with me, you're getting this nice, complete package that can do technical, can hold his own on a mic and everything. But I do think that, you know, there is something to having Augustus on or Montante mm. on that just adds to the overall allure of the show that feeds into reactions and everything from Mina fans and Kirk alike. So I understand that. I get that. That's why I've never at any point really thought I was worlds away in any kind of lead here. I think there's value in everyone who's who's really still in this. Oh, lovely. I mean, you haven't lied about the Saudis breaking a window. No. You haven't borrowed money off a Minifan. No, and, no. And you, and you haven't either rung Milton's or stalked Big Cat and Rico at an airport. So I think you're, you're doing well on that front. Yeah, yeah. or worn a uh, fedora. <laughs> no, not yet. Not um, yet. All right, Mr. Coleman. Well, good luck. Um, be Thank watching you, at Soco when they announce it. Thanks for coming on. Been great to meet you. No and uh, whether you get the job or not, stay part of the world. Sure um, you know, become, be a Minna fan because um, you're a nice guy. Definitely, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks, Jack. Thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll be back soon.